Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak. I'm your host, Elena Fox Starks. Hey guys, I hope that whenever and wherever you are when you're hearing this recording, that you are taking everything in stride, not taking uh, your situation or yourself too seriously, that you're able to see that everything has an expiration date. <laughs> Everything has an expiration date from pancake mix to relationships to dire or scary circumstances. Even a day at Disneyland has an expiration date. At midnight, the mouse kicks everybody out of his house. <laughs> you know, and so every... Um, Everything you're going through will end, whether it's good or bad or just completely indifferent to you. So I have to keep reminding myself that as we are still in Ecuadorian riots, day six. (laughs) Oh my God, you guys. Um, In the beginning, the first few days, the government was just saying, why don't you avoid crowds, pay attention to social media. And, um, you know, just pay attention, just see what's going on. And it wasn't a whole lot of advice. And now they gave me a brand new email today. Actions to take. Do not travel within and between cities and provinces. So basically, don't leave your damn house is what they're trying to say. Avoid demonstration areas. Well, yeah, they've been saying that for six days now. Monitor local media for updates and road closures and flight cancellations. Avoid crowds. They've been saying that the whole time. And keep a low profile. This is a new one. Keep a low profile. Good advice since all the natives are chanting the United States are not our neighbors. <laughs> I don't think they mean geographically. I mean, I don't think they just looked at a map and decided to chant that randomly. (laughs) Ooh, we got a new globe for Christmas. (laughs) Look what we discovered. No, I don't think that's it. I think they're um, meaning that, you know, your neighbors are your friends and they're trusted people. And they're basically saying that we're not trusted people. So... They say keep a low profile, and I think that's why. <laughs> After six days, that's what they tell us, finally. And now they're saying ensure adequate supplies of food, water, and fuel. <sighs> well, 
we have enough water for about a week. Luckily, our water's not been shut off yet, and hopefully will not be, but who knows? Who knows? Um, we still have electricity, obviously. I couldn't have been recording this if, if uh, we'd been without electricity. Also, um, let's see what else. Uh, <clears throat> we have gas that's hooked up to the city gas, but the people who have a stove where they have to buy a propane tank every month or two. If they run out, there is no more left. The storage of all of the propane in the city, it's gone. It's done. Which means people are not going to be able to cook in their homes really quickly. Tomorrow is a really, really big demonstration day. There's protest riots and demonstrations planned for tomorrow. And again, all the city buses, luxury buses that go between cities as well as taxis will not be running. I found out about the first death. I told you guys yesterday there was the first death happened, I think, yesterday or the day before. No, it was two days ago. The first person died as a result of the violence. And he was struck by a car outside of my city, Cuenca. And when the ambulance came from the other side of the roadblock, the native people refused the ambulance with the sirens blaring to pass. And because of their actions, the man died. I hope that someone has it on camera somewhere. The faces of all those MFs that refused to move to save a man's life, thereby participating in pretty much his murder. They're like accessories after, after the fact of the accident. I don't know. Uh, this this is it's just getting it's getting hairy. It's getting very hairy, very scary. It's frustrating. It's frustrating, is what it is. Like I'm afraid to go out now. I really am. I'm just like in my neighborhood. People know me. I've been here for over a year. I've been here with my son in this neighborhood in this apartment about a year and a half we were in our last apartment eight months and that's a clear on the other end of town we're in the east now we were in the west before um i don't know my son went back there was like our favorite candy um next door he went we yesterday afternoon we bought a bunch of supplies and I grabbed one little bag of these little molasses candies are so good and they're um they're like like a hard toffee with um with uh walnuts rolled into them it's very good and it's as far as candy is concerned it's like literally made from molasses right so it has all the vitamins and minerals in it so it's like a treat we have once in a while and 
he went back in the afternoon to get some and he said, um, you know, a lot of the candy's gone. And all the all the molasses candy's gone and a lot of the candy is like disappearing. Like they're not able to replenish the shelves because there's no deliveries being made. And um I don't know guys, it's getting scary. I think Friday or Saturday I'm going to have to venture out to the mall and see if all the uh, restaurants in the mall are, are still serving food. <laughs> you know, if they're still able to get supplies, I don't even know. I mean, this is crazy. I have $20 left. That's all I've got in my purse. And the ATM downstairs doesn't um, accept my card. It might now. Actually, they, they say I'm only allowed to take $1,000 a year out of their ATM and la- when I first started when I first lived here um, it said you've already taken your money out for the year <laughs> and I'm like whoa so luckily there's a lot of different banks and I could use other ATMs but the nearest one is like a mile away and if I go tomorrow I have to walk and maybe the next day if the taxis run again maybe I'll be able to take a taxi down there and get some money and maybe whatever supplies are left on the shelves there. (laughs) It's crazy, man. Maybe I could buy some candy bars. They have some very healthy candy bars that don't have that much sugar in them. And the cacao is really good. But hopefully, you know, people probably have already bought up all the meat. All the fruits and vegetables are gone, I'm sure. But maybe I could buy, like, canned food or I don't even know. Today I had... um, one cup of liquid, like drinkable yogurt, and one can of um, stew. I found out that estofada in Spanish is stew in English. <laughs> I, I poured the can into um, the pan to heat it up, and I don't normally eat like this. I normally, normally I am getting food and cooking it here. I don't buy frozen or canned food like ever. But uh, I think tomorrow I might make a quiche for us. So at least we'll have something and it's something to look forward to. But it's going to be <laughs> a really pitiful quiche because I don't have very much cheese. And I don't know if they do next door anymore. I have to go see. Maybe they will. But um, <laughs> I have some vegetables I can throw. So it'll be like a vegetarian quiche tomorrow. We'll go vegetarian. But today we had we had stew. My son picked it out for me. thought it looked... It was keto. I mean, it just had peas and beef and tomatoes in it. That was it. But I'm like, huh, that's weird. I've never had this before. I poured it in the the thing, and I started heating it up, and I took my first bite, and I was like, oh, it's stew. Well, okay, duh, I have had stew before. <laughs> it was actually really, really good. I mean, it was, it's surprisingly good. It tasted like, like I made it from scratch. So at least there was that, and it was in... It had medium salt. It wasn't overly salty. It wasn't like stuff you get in the U.S. It was locally made. Um, I don't know if it was made in the city, but it's Ecuadorian stew. It was good. It was really good. I like Ecuadorian food. It's pretty good, actually. Some of it's a little strange, but like anywhere, the food gets... Sometimes it's a little weird, but I love when you order breakfast in a a little tiny mon typical store or typical um, restaurant or cafe they call it tipico and um, 
they say comida typico, you know, typical food is what usually, you'll have like the name of the restaurant and then it'll be a sign under it saying typical food. <laughs> and it's really good. It's like just normal. It's like a couple pieces of bacon, scrambled eggs, coffee, juice, and toast. But the toast is always a grilled cheese sandwich. I'm like, oh my God, it's like this country was made for me. <laughs> I love grilled cheese sandwiches. And it's like, oh my God, this is so funny. Like it's so um, homey and I don't know, I love it. You get a meal like that for $2.50 or $3. It's like ridiculously cheap and so amazing. But um, I don't know. It's just that there's like no, there's only one restaurant near us and it's a fish restaurant. No, there's two. There's a fish restaurant and then next door you could get like two pieces of chicken, French fry, like fried chicken, French fries and a soda for $13. So... I have never eaten there. I think one time I ordered one piece of chicken. You know, I said just, I don't want the fries, I don't want the other thing, and I didn't want the fried chicken, they had the other roasted chicken. So I'm like, I just want one piece of chicken. And it was so salty, and it tasted old, and it was like kind of dried out. And I'm like, that was so gross, and I will never eat there again. And that was 13 months ago. But I'm trying to stick to the keto thing, and I had a cookie today. My son handed it to me, and I wasn't even going to argue because I was hungry. It's like we're not, we are rationing what very little food we've got. And we both knew it, and I just said it like a couple weeks ago, didn't I not? Like, plan for things to uh, hit the fan, basically. Just, you know, go plan and buy as much food as you can for the next if you could afford to get stuff for the next month or the next two months, do it. Six months, a year, do it. You know, um, I found out that if you buy kale, fresh kale and fresh berries, wash it all off, throw it in the freezer, and you could just, you know, put in a blender with some water. It makes an excellent smoothie. But you could freeze it. And so I'm... I'm hoping that we can do that, you know, soon. I found out, though, uh, because even all the roads are still blocked, and a lot of people are uh, limited in their ability to travel since most of the frickin' gas stations have been burned down. Thank you, God, the one near us is fine. But, um... I mean, seriously, I feel like they should just go round up all of the people responsible for all of this and just throw them in jail. I mean, hell, I'll go help them build a new jail if they need extra space. It's making me really angry that they're doing this to people. I mean, they're angry about something the government did, so they're taking it out on all of the citizens in all of the in, in all of the cities. For why? For why? You know, it's... You know, we don't go to native lands and block them from their wells or whatever. We don't block them from going to their vegetable gardens. But that's what they're doing to all the people that they're assuming are not native. That's what they're doing to everyone in every city. They're just stupid. Absolutely sadistic assholes, I mean. (laughs) And they're just stupid. They think that the International Monetary Fund is the United States, I guess. That's why they're screaming that. 
but the, it's not anyway because all the food is dwindling on all the shelves and no one could get in or out of this city or any of the cities and the violence is escalating and why a kill it's been really really bad my friend said I've gotten a lot of videos today that have a lot of blood and gore a lot of violence that's starting to happen around the country and I'm really scared this is how Venezuela got a year ago and he's like you know two weeks ago everything was peaceful and in one week everything freaking changed here he's like I don't know what what we're gonna do he's he's like I'm really scared to be honest and I'm like yeah I'm too I'm like well we can move to Los Angeles maybe I'll get a job as a TV writer <laughs> you know <laughs> best laid plans I mean I really want to live here I want to stay here I want to be a citizen of Ecuador in spite of the fools the, the unawakened, spiritually asleep jerks that are creating chaos and hell. Literally, we're here in Infierno. <laughs> That's what they say for hell here. Infierno. Infierno con el diablos. <laughs> we're in hell with the devils here right now. And I just hope people can take the devilish side of their nature and shove it back in their pockets and become sweet little angels again. Because the way it's going this week, it's just not working. Not for me, not for anybody. It's just this this is not working. There's a lot of old people here and they're just scared, you know, and my heart goes out to them. A lot of expatriates that just, they don't have money to live anywhere else. Old people on pensions. They're barely making ends meet and they're in Ecuador and they can't, they can't just like grab you know, oh, here, just take my $1,000 and fly out of the country, you know, and most of them don't have cars, so they can't even get to the airport even if they wanted to fly out. And there's a couple private drivers. I might try to hire a private driver. I have a friend who does private driving, and if he can take me tomorrow, maybe I will just go grab some groceries with him, try to find his phone number. My God, I don't even know if I have it. I think I have it. I think I know where it is, but oh my God. This whole thing is just absolutely freaking crazy. My son has to go buy minutes on his phone downtown and nothing's been open. Every couple days, my friends are like writing me and we're writing them, hey, are you guys okay? You guys are right. We're going to call you in two days. Make sure you're okay. So I got to call my friend tomorrow. Make sure he and his wife and, and her family are fine. I mean, this stuff is crazy, man. Crazy, crazy stuff. But um, so they are flying. The military started to fly supplies into the city, into Cuenca. And I don't know, there's not an airport in every city, though. You know, that's what concerns me is like we have... The airports in Quito, Guayaquil, and Cuenca, and I think there might be smaller airports in, um, you know, just for, not for big commercial planes, but for just little smaller planes. So I think that it's possible for a lot of the cities to receive supplies, but the military, they're bringing the supplies to the October 9th market, <laughs> which tomorrow is October 9th, might be the day to go. <laughs> Or maybe not, because it is right downtown, and I don't know what October 9th is significant of. 
There's the October 9th market, the August 12th market. And I know that these are significant dates from history. So they name the markets after them. So the kids can remember them, remember the dates. I think some of them have to do with Simon Bolivar. That guy, I mean, that guy's a badass. That guy was from Venezuela and he single-handedly led hundreds of thousands of troops through Venezuela, Colombia, Ecuador, Peru, and he freed all of these countries from the Spaniards. It's like so incredible. I'm, I'm still watching his, his, his drama. There's like a telenovela about his, his life. <laughs> it's in Spanish. I'm watching it with the English subtitles. It's on Netflix. And it's like, I need to know this for our history test when we become citizens here. But if this unrest goes on for, you know, more than three or four months, I'm really, I'm just going to get the flock out. I mean, even actually, if it lasts more than three months, I'm the hell out of here because this is ridiculous. This is really ridiculous. I'm hoping by next week it'll be over. Um, after the break, I'm going to do some pendulum dowsing and I'm going to ask uh, God the questions. Like, do you see the future on this? Uh, about when, when's it going to last? I mean, we have, uh, we have the uh, ability, you know, of fr- we have the free will. So, I mean, it could last more or less time than what we find out tonight. But hopefully it's pretty close. I mean... The last pendulum dowsing I did about financial stuff said Bitcoin's going to go around 7,800 and now we're at 8,000. And at the time it was at 10,000 or 11,000. So, you know, the predictions, you know, it's always, it's not always exact. It's not exact science. And then plus who knows what timeline we'll be on by the time we get to that in time, right? It's kind of crazy to uh, think about. But, um, I don't know. The the energy has been very, very, very tense this morning. By this morning, I mean this afternoon. When I woke up, the skies were dark, dark, dark charcoal gray. And there was a heaviness of people's fear hanging in the air like fog. And it was clinging to these dark, dark, dark charcoal gray clouds. And I think that what I was looking at when I looked out the window was I was literally seeing people's negative energy, their, their fear and their concern and their worry and their anxiety. And I've been feeling it from the whole neighborhood, from the whole city. I've been feeling it all day long. I mean, it's just, there's absolutely no cars on the road. I saw one car parked in front of the building like an hour ago and that was it. And they had their like their lights on and when the doors opened, so it's like people someone waiting for someone or something. But as far as traveling on the roads, there was like nobody on the roads. I think people are absolutely scared. <laughs> scared witless, literally. Most of the people in the city are sweet, innocent, bright-eyed, young, amazing people. Whether they're old or young, it's like they have a young energy about them. And 
most of the people here are, I mean, when they were shooting at the police, it was with paintballs here. (laughs) And in other cities, they're throwing rocks at the police. They're shooting them with BB guns or whatever. I mean, it's not the same. This city, people are just different. It's like a more of an innocence, you know? And in Loja, the people walking around like crazy high hippies, they were like laughing and waving and smiling. And that was their demonstration. It was like, Oh, I want to go to Loja. People look so sweet there, you know? And why I kill people aren't as sweet. That's a very dangerous city anyway, any day of the week, any time of the year. Now it's really, really bad over there. Oh, and the government had to move from Quito to Guayaquil because they had captured 50 people that worked for the president in the presidential palace and those 50 people were being held hostage by 200 indigenous people and those 200 indigenous people were arrested the hostages were freed and the government moved to Guayaquil which is a very dangerous city it's like why the hell would you move to the second most dangerous city. You know, move to Loja where everyone's high, you know. <laughs> People are cool and like, hey. <laughs> and Loja is cool. It's not very far from here. And it's really, looks like a really cool community. I have, a, I have one friend over there. I haven't ha- talked to him. I hope he's okay. Probably because nothing's going on over there. But they're saying that tomorrow's going to be really tense, more mass demonstrations. All the transportation in the country will be stopped again. And they say that they're going to continue with this every Wednesday, probably Wednesday and Thursday, indefinitely. Until the president is no longer the president anymore. And that's like, he's refusing to step down and that's going to take like a year or two. But like last year, they toppled the presidency in a matter of days. And then this guy, who was a vice president, is now the president. So Correa was toppled. He was just ousted, and he had to move to Belgium. But he was a corrupt-ass criminal. He was a really bad person, you know, from what I understand. I don't know him personally. I don't know, you know. But he did nothing for the people. He spent a frick of a lot of money, like so much money, just a frick ton of money, just ran this country into the ground in just a matter of like two years. And this guy is fiscally, financially responsible. He's not doing a bad thing. It's just that people that have no damn education in financial and business matters don't, they don't have that opinion of him because that he's doing the right thing because they're not intelligent enough uh, in business to understand I mean, I remember when I saw the subsidies, when I first got paid, there's a place that you go to pay all your bills in in one place. And that's the place they're talking about shutting down. And if they shut down, no one will be able to pay their bills. And if no one pays their bills, we're, we're done for no electricity, no gas, no nothing. So we're hoping that doesn't happen, obviously. But, um, I first went there and it said, I said, so how much is the um, electricity? You know, and I gave them the the number. I said, I don't have the bill because it doesn't go to me. I'm just the renter. And they said, oh, well, um, 
we'll find it for you. And they looked it up and they printed up a piece of paper and they handed it to me. It was like $2.38. And I'm like, my kids are leaving the lights on and, the t- and my TV's on and our computers are on 24 hours a day. Like, you know, both my kids are sleeping with the lights on. We all have PTSD. I'm not going to tell them not to. Now my youngest sleeps with the lights off, thank God. But, I mean, for years I slept with the lights on. And, and I'm like, I expected a $200 electric bill. And it was $2.38. And it said subsidies. I'm like, oh, no, I, I'm, I'm okay to pay it. I'm not poor. I would rather pay my share, my fair share. Please let me pay it. They said, well, we can't because everybody gets subsidized no matter what. It's not about your income. It's just because the government helps everybody. I'm like, oh, cool. Uh, but also not cool. I could see that this country is going to be in dire straits in a matter of a couple years. And I knew holding that bill in my hand, I saw the writing on the wall back then. I'm like, no, 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 no. You know what? <laughs> Subsidies, this is not going to work. The government needs, you know, a little bit back for providing the electricity. They need to be able to pay the people in the electric company. What the hell are they doing? They were giving the cost of the electricity, like the at cost price to the people. And I'm like, no, this is, we're getting farther and farther in debt. Oh my God. Oh my God. This country is going to be in trouble in just a couple years. And they've been doing this for 40 years and they've been borrowing money for 40 years and selling half a million gallons of oil every day to OPEC. Oh my God, there's just like so much. So the president sees the stuff too. He sees it clearly the way I saw it. And I'm like, I mean, for I've, I've been a business consultant for a while, like for you know years ago, but I was a business consultant because I used to work as a um, temporary when I was like 18 years old. Um, until I was in my late twenties, I was, I just did temp jobs. So I worked in a wide variety of businesses so that I could understand what business is about and what's going on. And then I started going to business seminars and I met millionaires and billionaires and multimillionaires. And I learned so much over the last like 10 years about business. And I came here and I saw that I'm like, Oh my God, we're in so much trouble. <sighs> What the hell are they doing, you know? But the people who don't know anything about business, they go to work, they get a paycheck, they come home, have sex with their partner or whatever, and watch TV and all those commercials and program their minds, eat junk food and don't care about their health. They just don't care about business. They don't know. That's the majority of people, and I'm not going to say here in Ecuador, but in the whole world, <laughs> a great, greater majority of the baseline people, like the average person, you know, they don't seem to care about, you know, being responsible fiscally. <laughs> just make, you know, just grab our paycheck and blow it on the weekend, drink ourselves silly for two, three days and go to work on Monday the hangover or whatever, you know, a lot of people live like that. Probably you guys listening to my show don't live like that because you're interested in spiritual things and other alternative fringe uh, ways of healing and stuff. So um, most people listening to the show wouldn't be in that category. 
I'm certainly not in that category. A lot of you who have contacted me have really awesome and amazing um, ways to make money and jobs and entrepreneurial people. And so the people who have contacted me, <laughs> you know, the greater majority of you um, aren't that collecting the paycheck, watch sports on the weekend, drink yourself silly type of mentality, you know, but um, I think a lot of people in a lot of countries are like this. I can't just single out one country. The U.S. is no different. I mean, you know, I, the most of the people I know in the U.S., I don't relate, not at all. Like, I just don't. <laughs> most people in my family, you know, my uh, cousin is doing um, a thing that he calls Sunday's Gun Days. And he's giving away a dozen guns every Sunday. Giving away guns. You know, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen him in a lot of years. And last time I saw him, he was a little boy. Now he's a grown man with family. And he's giving away guns as if there wasn't any mass shootings in any place in the U.S. at all. (laughs) Oh, wait, there was four that I know of in the past two months. I mean, it's like, I don't know. I don't relate to most people. And my, my family is quote unquote normal, I guess. <laughs> and since I'm abnormal, AB normal, <laughs> blood type AB, maybe that's it. Maybe that's why I'm abnormal. But um, it's crazy. I don't know, guys. I just, and you know, a lot of people that I've met here, like men, they try to date me and then they're like, they'll like write me really early in the morning on Sunday and go, are you ready for church? And it's like, no, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even a Catholic. Sorry. Yeah. It's like, you know, one guy wrote me and he's like, let's go to the bar and drink. And I'm like, well, that's your idea of a date. And he's like, yeah, what's your idea of a date? I'm like taking me out to a nice dinner or maybe the movies or maybe for a walk in a really nice park on a Sunday afternoon cooking for me in a picnic or cooking together and then having the picnic you know there's a million ideas that you can do right taking me to the zoo or taking me out of town let's go to Aloha where all the hippies are (laughs) you know he's like no the only thing I like to do is drink it's all I ever do I go to the gym or I go to the bar I'm like well I'm not interested in you then you know I just it's you know when you have everything you do in your life is the same as the least common denominator of the majority of the people in the country. I I don't, I'm not going to have a lot in common with that. I live an extraordinary life, (laughs) way different, extraordinary, out of the ordinary. I am a different kind of person and I just care too much about spirituality and not just hanging out in a bar and getting spirit attachments all day long. <laughs> I mean, I've been asked him like, Oh, you like to dance? He's like, Oh, I hate discos. I just go to the bar to drink. There's a little hole in the wall bar that I go to. I'm like, what? Like you don't even go to listen to music. No, he's like, he's got a little radio. I just go to drink every day. I'm like, so is there bands there? Is there like poetry readings or anything of culture or value? And he's like, no, it's just beer. I'm like, oh, okay, so does he have good drinks to serve? Is it a place where it's really cool? Maybe he has margaritas. He's like, no, he only serves beer. I'm like, oh, 
okay, that sounds like an extremely limited life, and I wish you luck with that, but I, I, I can't really relate to that. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Life is weird. People are weird. So, um, as far as the heartmath.org Institute, their data is unavailable. As you know, sometimes happens the disclosure news IT, their union report says almost calm maximum 13 Hertz <laughs> at 10 UTC. I'm seeing an ambulance coming down the hill over there. I hope there's no roadblock over there. Looks like they're able to get through wherever they're going. Thank God for small miracles, right? In Spanish, I say, Gracias a Dios por milagritos. They always say, if you do an IT at the end of a word, it's always like, um, so usually miracles is milagros, but if you add the IT, it makes it small. So milagritos. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, um, so like a car is a, like a coche, it'd be a cochite or cochito, like a little car, like a, co- a head, like, like you say to a little kid, oh, you know, be careful of your little head. They say cabecita instead of cabeza. <laughs> so I say that, gracias a Dios por milagritos. Thank you, God, for small miracles. I got that from Amber, my beautiful friend who died, like, month ago and she used to say that thank god for for minor miracles she used to say you know um she was a very cosmic person i would have i wanted her to do the show with me and she just never really seemed interested she was kind of off doing her own thing all the time and she wasn't really um i don't even know if she ever listened to the show to be honest but she was always supportive of me, asked how it was going and stuff, but I think um, she would have made an excellent guest, honestly. All right, uh, we're on Lesson 120 in A Course in Miracles, acim.org, or you can download an app if you're interested in taking the lessons. I don't read the whole lesson. Uh, today I will because it's just like super short, but I just like the energy of it. It raises our vibrations, so here we go. Uh, Lesson 120 is again a review, and the first part of the review is taken from Lesson 109, and it says simply, I rest in God. I rest in God. I rest in God today and let him work in me and through me while I rest in him in quiet and in perfect certainty. And the second part of the lesson today is an idea taken from lesson 110. I am as God created me. I am as God created me. I am God's son. Today I lay aside all sick illusions of myself and let my father tell me who I really am. Well, there you guys have it. There you have it. You know, earlier um, today, like when the sun was coming, well, actually before when it was, so for a while we had those dark, dark clouds I mentioned, and then the clouds were this dark gloominess, and I just asked God to please take it away. 
and within a few minutes the whole sky turned uh, the higher vibe energy that I saw was I guess I was seeing it through my eighth chakra I did a little meditation and all of a sudden I could see pink energy and it was absorbing the darkness and the heaviness and within an hour or two of that the clouds then became very pale gray and the sky low on the horizon became very pale blue and then um, I asked God for please just part the clouds give us some blue sky they'll give the people an energy of hope right and within a couple hours it started to happen like it was breaking up and I didn't try to bless the clouds with my mind today I I felt like I, I did for like a couple seconds I thought well you know what I'm gonna let nature do what it does because you you can control nature a little bit but you know I don't want it to bring extra rain or I don't know what I don't want to backlash you know if I don't have to do it but it's fine cloud busting or cloud creating you can do that with your mind but um, I'll, I'll go over that someday how to do that but um but I uh, was watching all day for the clouds and so right before the Sun went down finally we got some blue sky and um, in parts of the sky it was very very blue and all of a sudden the, the, the clouds parted and then there was the moon right in the middle of this dark like azure blue and I snapped a couple pictures I should probably get that up on my uh, Instagram in the next day or two it's, it's a pretty cool picture so um, that happened and then the parrots squawked and yelled at each other for a few minutes and that made me laugh because their voices are adorable the, the parrots live in the tree across the street from me and normally parrots are like in the jungle I don't know why these guys are here but they're green birds and the rest of the city just we have pigeons you know but yeah it was green birds it was so cool I was like oh yeah those are pretty neat but um so they were squawking a day and then right when the Sun started to go down we had these stripes going across the sky and they were like vermilion color like a vermilion pink which is very almost like a ultraviolet pink mixed with an ultraviolet red and these colors were in these long skinny streaks at the edges of every other cloud so it was like the illusion of stripes so it was like gray white in like this weird vermilion it was a very eerie sky it was very eerie but I felt like it was also a healing energy like to give people willpower again I feel like the energy of that was not only the pink was there to absorb the negativity and bring about love and balance and harmony but this vermilion energy was like these long skinny weird streaks in the sky like a kid came along and drew with a crayon across the sky a bunch of lines and I think it was just to give people a little bit of a will to live or a will to keep on going I feel like a lot of people in this neighborhood are very passive as far as they're not going to be out there shouting and screaming and doing demonstrations and being violent I think they're just scared and I think they're just kind of staying at home really bummed really sad but you know if the whole sky had been vermilion maybe people be like 
throwing rocks at the police tomorrow. So it was just enough energy to get people. All right, look, we got to go on, right? We have to go on with this. So that was the energy of today. So I to do the cloud report in a couple different sections in the intro, but that's just, you know, at least what the energy was. I wanted to do a reading today. I still, Riley, I wanted to thank you for the donation and I definitely want to get to your um, reading soon. I was just so sad today and I did not want my energy to affect the reading. And I was feeling in absorbing as an empath. Ugh, I'm like a sponge and I was absorbing everybody's energy today. And I was just trying to send out love again. And it was a gloomy day. <clears throat> it was an Eeyore day. Ridiculously Eeyore. <laughs> um, while in other parts of the country, people are just angry and violent. It's all really, really crazy stuff, man. Well, anyway, I'm going to come right back after these two messages and I'm going to do some pendulum dowsing about things that are happening around the world. You know, in Hong Kong here, um, in Syria, what happened yesterday was they uh, pulled troops out and it was the troops that were protecting the Kurdish people. And so Israel is seeing this as an opportunity to just walk on in and kill the Kurds and they're really scared but that's what Trump did so I'm going to ask about that maybe and uh, in Bolivia they had massive fires I had no idea I just heard about it because the rain came so heavy in Bolivia that the rain put the fires out but they had massive fires I, I was like wow Bolivia is a very mountainous area like very cold lots of snow and I had no idea that there was even fires there. I guess part of Bolivia's jungle, because it's connected to Peru in the south, where, you know, the Peruvian jungle. So maybe that was what was on fire. But, you know, but the fires are put out by the rain. So that was a blessing. Um, and I'm just going to ask mostly probably about Ecuador and Hong Kong and Syria though we'll see we'll see where the where the uh, evening takes us but I'm going to ask about kind of emergency related things for everyone around the world and I'll report that to you guys in a minute all right I'm going to be right back after these two messages Metaphysical Soul Speak is run on sponsors and listener support. This means listeners like you. If you are so inclined to support my efforts and my little podcast, please visit me at anchor.fm forward slash metaphysical and pledge an amount of your choosing today. Thank you. guys I have my pendulum here and I'm already connected to prime creator so uh, the first 
The thing you just heard was Extinction Rebellion. They just kicked off, <laughs> like three days ago, this massive protest and, I guess, civil disobedience. <laughs> uh, they want the United States to recognize that climate change is real. Never going to happen while you know who's in office. <laughs> so, you know, it's like beating your head against the wall, beating a dead horse, so to speak. <sighs> but <laughs> they are going to do this for two weeks. They did this back in April and received a lot of support. And they want the world to curb carbon emissions because they believe that it's basically leading to the extinction of humanity. And so they believe that they have a right to rebel. <laughs> so they're called Extinction Rebellion. Makes sense, right? So they have been blocking roads during the day, not like night and day for six days like they have been here in um, Ecuador. <laughs> but they have been blocking the roads in New York, Paris, Sydney, Amsterdam, and many, many other cities around the whole world. And hundreds of people have been arrested in the past couple days for their civil disobedience with Extinction Rebellion. So I'm going to ask God, am I connected? I'm getting a yes. And now we're going to the ready mode. So... God, I would, I'd like to ask you about Extinction Rebellion. Is Do I have permission to? Yes, I'm getting a yes. Okay, so is will their civil disobedience and protests be effective in the world curbing carbon emissions? Yeah, cool, I'm getting a yes on that. That's good. Okay, and question two. If emissions of you know, carbon emissions of cars are curbed now, will this actually make a difference in the world? I'm kidding. No. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm going to say yes. I'm writing this down. Yes. No. Okay. So will the extinction of humanity come about due to carbon emissions of cars? And I'm getting a no. All right, so they're they're going to make a difference, and it's not going to make a difference <laughs> one way or the other. We're all not going to die because of carbon emissions. Good. So, okay, another question. Can I buy a car? Okay. Does it have to be electric? I'm getting to know. All right, cool. Because I was thinking I'd try to buy an electric car when I'm rich. I have to be rich because it's expensive. All right. Um, do I have permission to ask about Ecuador? I'm getting a yes. Now the pendulum is going to the um, ready to ask question. Um, will the riots, protests, and demonstrations bring back subsidies in Ecuador? I'm getting a no. See, the president said absolutely not, but I want to make sure. Will he even cave? He says he doesn't deal with criminals or terrorists. And now that they're being stupid and looting stores and being violent against each other, and not going to work and being responsible human beings, he will absolutely not meet with the leaders of the indigenous people, and I don't blame him. In fact, I agree with him, and I think 
all the people that are causing the violence and if anyone dies of starvation as a result of this because food can't get into cities, I think that they should all be arrested. They should spend a few months in jail. Think about what they did. Put them in the proverbial corner, that's what I think. But anyway, um, all right, will the riots, and follow-up to that question is, will the riots, okay, yeah, okay, I'm going to wait till i uh, getting the ready sign now. All right, um, will the riots cause the president of Ecuador to quit? Good, I'm getting a no. Good, the answer is no. Um, so will he remain president until the end of the term? I'm getting a yes. Good. How long will these roadblocks, riots, protests, and demonstrations last? Do I have permission to ask? I'm getting a yes. Okay. Um, will they last? Um, okay, if we're going to make sure that, okay, there's a clock face beneath this um, pendulum. So on a scale of one to, okay, actually, there's another question. I'm going to ask, is this, should this be in terms of, in terms of, um, days? Oh my God. No, I'm getting no. Should this be in terms of, uh, weeks? Yes. Is this going to be in terms of months? No. Okay. Thank God. All right. So on a scale of, we'll say like a clock face, like a circle underneath the pendulum, 1 through 12, in, will the will all this stuff, the roadblocks, riots, protests, demonstrations in Ecuador, are they going to last how many more weeks um, on scale of 1 to 12? More than 12, I'm getting a no. Less than 12, I'm getting a yes. Okay, so on a scale of 1 to 12, how many weeks will this last more? Great. Is that um, less than two weeks? Is it more than one week? So about a week and a half? So will the roadblocks, riots and stuff last about a week and a half more? I'm getting a yes, so that's cool. One and a half weeks. Cool, I have food for five days. (sighs) I gotta go out and forage for more food. You know, I mean, I've got a fishing pole where we have to dig up worms, but it could take all day to catch one frickin' fish, so I don't know. I'm just... <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I'm a little bit worried about this. It's not even for lack of money, because I have the money to buy food. I just don't have... I, there's just no food on the shop, you know? It's like there's no food in the stores. Anyway, let me. so let me ask about that. All right, will will the trucks be able to get through to bring food? I'm getting a no. Will um, the planes, the military come and bring more and more food? And are they going to only bring to the October 9th market? I'm getting a no. Are they going to bring it to various neighborhoods and start giving food away? The answer is yes. And are they going to do this in every city? The answer is yes. And... Is the government doing anything about the roadblocks? I'm getting a yes. Will the government be... Will the government be, um... Pushing back the roadblocks soon? But is it going to take 
more than one and a half weeks for all of the country? Yes. I mean, these people like lay down logs and these huge, I mean, some of them just set military vehicles on fire as the roadblock. And some people are just doing like piles of rubber tires are on fire. Okay. I just think there's like a thing that goes on the front of trains. It's like a, a cattle mover or a cattle pusher. I'm like, just put that on the front of the military vehicles and push the people out of the freaking way. You know, especially if it's a bulletproof vehicle, you know, just push them out of the way with the vehicle. Because it seems to me that people aren't going to just stand there and let themselves get run over. They're not complete morons, right? I think that they would move, you know, and you can use that to push rocks out of the way and whatever. I mean, the whole thing is just really stupid. I don't know. But I mean, the government's not hurting the people. It, it, the governments in other parts of the world are. We're going to get to that in a minute. So, um, so will anybody, oh yeah, here's actually, a, I was going to ask, uh, will, will the utilities shut down in Cuenca? I'm getting a no. Thank God for that. I've been really worried about that. I was going to put out an extra report yesterday in case the energy went out, but I didn't want to panic anyone and all right, so will any of the utilities shut down here? Will the military bring gas for people here as well? Yeah, because a lot of people cook with gas. I'm worried about that. All right, um, will people die in Cuenca as a result of no food? I'm getting to no. Will people die anywhere else in Ecuador as a result of no food as a direct result of, like, the protest demonstrations and stuff? No. I'm getting a no. Good, thank God. Okay. Alrighty. Um, no, that's good. I'm writing it down. Okay. Now, in the China versus Hong Kong, this has been going on for 18 weeks um, protest demonstrations and everything. But in the past exact amount of days as Ecuador, the past six days, the protests have turned violent. Transportation has been curbed. Um, Everything has been really out of control there. Um, China enacted laws from like the 1800s to control the people and told them they can't wear masks because they won't be able to catch them on camera and, and prosecute them later. And people have to wear masks because of tear gas and because of different, you know, there's also pollution there. So, especially in China, it's like, like they had to shut down the airport last year because of the pollution in China. So obviously everyone in that area, even Hong Kong, they're all wearing masks. Even though Hong Kong's on the coast, there's still pollution, you know? And I think people have a right to wear masks if they want. Anyway, obviously, and so do people of Hong Kong believe that. So do I permission to ask about Hong Kong? I'm getting a yes. Now the pendulum is going to ask a question. Okay, how long... Will the riots, demonstrations, and everything in Hong Kong last? Do I have permission to ask this? I'm getting a yes. Will they last more than 12 months? I'm getting a no. Will they last more than less than 12 months? I'm getting a yes. Okay, how many will they last less than a month? I'm getting a no. I'm so sorry, Hong Kong. Will they last um, how many weeks? Do I have permission to ask? Or how many months? 
On a scale of 1 to 12, how many months will these last, these protests? I'm getting three months. Hashtag pray for Hong Kong. Okay, um, so they're going to last three months more. Is it going to be as bad as it is right now, though? As far as the transportation shutdown, do I have permission to ask how many weeks it will be? I'm getting a yes. Is it going to be less than 12 weeks before transportation is running? Yes. Okay, how many how many weeks will it be before transportation is up and running in Hong Kong? I'm getting a two. So two weeks for the transportation to be up and running in Hong Kong. And will these protests, demonstrations, and riots actually bring about change in Hong Kong? I'm getting a yes. Good. Yes. Writing that down. All right. Um, okay, there's an Apple app, you guys. This is so hilarious. Anyone in the world can download this. It's an Apple app to tell you where police are located. So you can see if police are anywhere near you. <laughs> it's a police locator or police finder. I mean, maybe the app was meant so that if you're in trouble and you want to go find a cop because you need help, it will tell you where the nearest one is. But people are obviously using it instead to, <laughs> to, <laughs> to commit crimes, which I think is brilliant because if you're not going to get caught, you minimize your risk. I think this is hilarious. So that's <laughs> probably the opposite of what Apple intended in the beginning. But uh, China has been really angry at um Apple because it is the most number one downloaded app in all of Hong Kong. It is their biggest customer for this app is in Hong Kong, the police locator app. <laughs> so do I have permission to ask about this? Okay, I'm getting a yes. All right, will Apple company corporation be forced to remove the app from China? The answer is no. Will Apple app automatically remove the police locator app from their repertoire? I'm getting a no. The police locator app. Okay, let me ask another question. Um, will the police locator app remain available to all people everywhere? I'm getting a yes. <laughs> That's freaking brilliant. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, detects the movement of the police, so you could tell. I mean, it could go either way. I guess if you're going to break in somewhere, you have to know where the police are so you can move away and you don't get caught. Or if you have a breakdown, you could go find the police if you need someone. If a serial killer's after you, just open up the app and run towards the cop. Oh my God, that is hilarious that that even exists to me. I don't know. It just is it funny to you guys? Uh, all right. Um, all right. Next question is about Iraq. Okay. So, do I have permission to ask about Iraq? Okay. So, in Iraq, there are these massive protests going on right now. 
because the people do not have good living conditions. There's a massively high rate of unemployment. The government just doesn't seem to give a flock about the people. The police there, it's a really bad thing. I have a lot of friends. Oh, this is in Iraq. I'm, I'm sorry, I have a lot of friends in Iran. That's different. I was about to talk about Iran and I realized, wait, I'm in a different country. So yeah, actually Iraq, where you know the US government has created a bunch of wars. They put in a puppet dictator and then killed the guy who's 94% genetically the same as this guy. That they said so they killed the 94% genetic match, and this guy had forced, um, like, I don't know, dozens of men to get their faces surgically altered to look like him. And W. Bush said it was good enough for government work, basically. <laughs> so they had the wrong man killed, obviously. I'm sure that the real man is probably here in South America somewhere with a brand new face and living life on a beach. That's my theory. I, I'm, it's a conspiracy theory, I suppose. But it's not much of a conspiracy theory to assume that someone who's a, a 94% genetic match to somebody that they were trying to kill. I mean, I'm not going to be a 94% genetic match to myself in the future. If you take my DNA now, I'm going to be a 100% genetic match. Because, duh, it's still me, uh, duh. <laughs> so they never did kill Saddam Hussein, as far as I'm concerned. They killed one of his look-alikes, said it was good enough for government work, and keep moving. Do something else, right? So the U.S. has created a million problems over in Iraq. They unleashed some horrible biological weapons of war that women and children, as well as men, are suffering from for the rest of their lives. I think it's making the men infertile and um, is causing nerve problems. And brain damage and all kinds of crap. So we have wreaked havoc on Iraq and now that we're for the most part out of there, I think we're out of there. Um, maybe I think there might still be some troops there. I'm not sure. I know Obama was supposed to pull the troops out. I don't know if he did. I honestly, you guys, I don't really watch the news. I look up stuff on the internet. That's, you know, I look up like on, I'm getting a lot of my information from the guardian.com. Guardian UK, they run on people's donation and support, but they're they're a pretty good news agency. They've got they put videos up and they they do a lot of um, word articles too. Uh, it's a really good newspaper. Anyway, um, over in London, it's accurate reporting as far as I'm concerned. So okay, um, so my question is about Iraq. Okay, now all these protests, these people have been protesting and. All they want is the simplest of needs met, okay? They need to have, you know, food, water, clothing, shelter, good jobs, and they need to rebuild the life over there. And the government is just not responding to the people well. They're not giving them what, their need, what they need. They're not solving any of the problems. They're just letting the people hang out to dry on their own. And uh, so the men have taken to the streets and the men are protesting. And the government is responding by murdering the people. 40 people, as of today, 40 people have died in these protests in Iraq. They're using real bullets and just killing them now because they're speaking out against the government. It's completely evil. 
what they're doing over there. So my next question is about Iraq, and I'm getting a guess. So um, do I have permission to ask how much time the protests will last? Will the, the protests last more than a year? I'm getting a no. Thank God for that. Will the protests last more than 12 months? I'm getting a no. It's the same like same question, right? Will the protests, protests last less than 12 months? Yes. Will the protests last less than 12 weeks? I'm getting a no. Let me ask that again. Will the protests last 12 weeks or longer? Okay, actually, let me ask that again. I didn't ask that correctly. Will the current protests going on in Iraq last less than 12 weeks? Okay, I'm getting a yes. See, I forgot to add the word Iraq. That was a problem. Okay, will, how long will, how many weeks, if this, if there's a clock face under the pendulum, how many weeks will the protests that are going on in Iraq right now, how long are they going to last? Is that less than two weeks? Is that more than one week? Is that a one and a half weeks? So it's going to be the same as right now. So that's good. Hopefully this is all accurate. Again, humans have free will and things can last a little bit longer, a little bit shorter. You know, always could be a little bit more, a little bit less, you know, and this is just basically based on the current timeline we're on, based on the way that things look right now. Um, the future is always changing and fluid. You know, everything is always in flux, so... We have to take all, everything, this whole thing, this whole episode, just take it with a grain of salt. But we're getting some general ideas. All right, God, do I have permission to ask about Iraq again? Okay. In Iraq, with will these protests actually bring about real change for the people? I'm getting a yes. Oh, thank God. So worried about the Iraqi people. Those poor people, they've been just tossed around beaten up in a wide variety of ways. I mean, really for like decades now. All right, will the corruption in the government end in Iraq? I'm getting a no. But will the will the corruption will the corrupt leaders at least help the people eventually? Yes but they're still going to continue to be corrupt. I'm getting a yes. Yes, again. Will the government leaders in Iraq continue to be corrupt? I'm getting a yes. So it will bring about change, but the corruption will never end. Great, right? I got to move the phone. Go to the next page. Phone's been sitting on the notebook here. The other day I, I had the phone sitting on my laptop and what happened was it brought about a really horrible hum. So if that home was bothering you for that one episode a few days ago, I wanted to apologize for you, to you guys about that. All right. Now, this is again about Iraq. I'm kind of, yes, asking permission secretly in my mind. Can I, do I have permission to ask this? You know, when you do a pendulum, you always have to ask for permission to ask about something. Some things we're not meant to know. So it's always polite to ask permission. If you don't, Oh, excuse me, I'm getting so sleepy. I, I feel a cosmic nap coming on. I think it's ascension symptom. 
Oh, are we, where are we at on the Ascension Symptoms Scale, God? Do I to ask? Are we above 95? Are we above 97? Are we above 98? We're at 99? Are we at 100? No, we're at 99 on the Ascension Symptoms Scale. Forgot to add that to the beginning part. Okay, um... So as a result of the protests in Iraq, you guys, the internet has been off for several days. I think that the government made sure that no one could get information out about what was actually going on um, because they don't want to know. They don't want the world to know. So, ooh, again, the yawning is so weird. So, do I have to ask about the internet situation in Iraq? God, okay. Will the internet be restored soon in Iraq? Okay, that was weird. It looked like a may- it was went pointing to maybe, now it's pointing to yes, yes, yes. Okay. Um, will it be restored in the next two weeks? Oh my god, I'm gonna know. Will the internet in Iraq be restored in less than a month? I'm getting a yes. Will it be restored in less than three weeks? Will, okay, let me ask that again. Will the internet be restored in Iraq in less than three weeks? I'm getting a yes. Will the internet be restored in Iraq in less than two and a half weeks? I'm getting a no. So in, in between two and a half to three weeks. Cool. Just in time for the Halloween special. You guys have to send in your ghost stories. Don't forget. All right. Will Iraqis get a better quality of life soon. I'm getting a yes. Will it take more than two months for this, for the, in Iraq, will it take more than two months for a better quality of life to come to the people? Will will it take more than four months? I'm getting a yes. Was it going to take more than five months for people of Iraq to have a better quality of life? Is it going to take more than a year? I'm getting a no. That's good. Um, is it going to take more than six months? I'm getting a no. Will it take six months for a better quality of life in Iraq? I'm getting a yes. So about si- yeah, so yes, in about six months, things are going to change, and I want to have better quality of life by six months. Next question is about the troops being removed from Syria by President Tr- Trump. To President Troop. By President Trump, he removed the Syrian, um, the people that were pretty much what he calls babysitting the region. They were more like police and not really like in a war. So he had removed the troops, which, okay, that makes much sense. But the thing, the fact of the matter is there were 50 people or so living where Turkey and Syria meet at the border, I guess, and... They were there protecting the Kurdish people, whom the Turks have basically said they were going to go in and uh, commit genocide and slaughter all of these people, the Kurdish people. And they have weapons, and they will fight for themselves, but Turkey has a lot more um, resources, more troops, more guns. They're outnumbered big time. That's one issue. Another issue is ISIS. In this area, what's happening is that ISIS is thriving in that area, or what they would be thriving in that area if our troops are removed, which just happened. 
So as our troops are removed, ISIS will thrive, possibly. And I don't even think anyone really understands who ISIS is. And there's a lot of bad guys from a lot of places. Bad hombres, as Trump would have put it. (laughs) They're just evil, and they go around chopping people's heads off and just creating all kinds of havoc. And there's been some secret, like, conspiracy theory talk about how the U.S., put these people there, maybe they're CIA operatives and they're going around continuously making problems in the Middle East, keeping the region unstable so we get better cheap, you know, cheap prices on oil. I've heard those kind of conspiracy theories. I don't know if it's true or not. I don't want to even go into that right now. But what I do want to ask about is about the Kurdish people in Syria. God, do I have permission to ask about the Kurdish people in Syria? I'm getting a yes. Will the Kurdish people in Syria be killed by mass genocide by the Turkish forces? I'm getting a no. Will there be a war between the Kurds and the Turks? I'm getting a no. That's good. Is that because I don't don't um, because I don't have permission? So the no is the actual no. I'm getting a yes. Okay. So that's good to know. So basically, um, no, they won't be. And no war there. I hope that's true. Everybody, you know, seriously, hashtag pray for Ecuador. Hashtag pray for Iraq. Hashtag pray for Syria. You know, hashtag pray for everybody, I guess. Alright, so the next question is about ISIS. Now that the U.S. has withdrawn troops in Syria, will ISIS gain more of a foothold or power in Syria? I'm also getting a no. Alright, that's good. And I'm getting a yes. And a follow-up question, um, Turkey's already planning to invade Syria. Will Turkey actually invade Syria? I'm getting a yes. Are they going to kill all the Kurdish people? Will they kill some of the Kurdish people? So they're not going to kill them all. They will kill some of them. But will something happen that stops them? I'm seeing or feeling like the energy of an earthquake. Will there be like an earthquake there? I'm getting a yes. And will someone think that it's you talking to them? I'm getting a yes. And so, and will it be? I'm getting a yes. And so whatever happens there will be like a destruction or destructive force. I'm getting a yes. And that will be because you don't want the people killed. I'm getting, it's going a little bit crazy. It's going in lines. Now it's going in circles. I'm getting a yes. That's why. Um, all right. Oh, I want to ask a question. Is the bird story true? I'm getting a yes. You guys, there's a story in the Quran about um, how these people that were in a neighboring town after the um, the Kaaba Allah, the house of God, the, you know, was discovered in Saudi Arabia. There's a story where a neighboring town built a similar structure 
because all these people started flocking to the house of God. They thought it was so incredible and it was the oldest, and, and this is true, it's the oldest place in the whole wide world that was meant as a house of worship to worship God, right? And connect with the divine. Well, a neighboring town was very jealous of this and so they started to, um, I think this is a story. Yeah, I, I think this, at least that's how I remember it. <clears throat> I haven't read it in years, but so they wanted to, you know, divert attention from the actual oldest place in, on earth. And so they started to have like competition and businesses cropping up to pull people into their town instead. And so the people in in around the Kaaba, Allah, House of God, basically, the first church, <laughs> basically, they got really mad and they were like, you know what, we need to defend what we found because this is real and what they built is not. So they started to, they were going to come in and I guess attack them or go and talk to them. And the the second town said, well, we're going to head them off at the pass and we're going to create a war. We're going to just kill them all and we will win. We will have the thing. So I think this is the truth. This is the way the story goes. Anyway, whether that part is true or not, it was two, two peoples from two different towns against each other. And they started to go into battle. And when the people that were wrong went against the people that were of God and they were trying to defend God's, you know, energy and the house of God and the whole vibe of raising the vibration there. They were trying to do the right thing and become good people. And the evil people, they were just commercial like capitalists that wanted to take everything. They were going into battle. And as they went into battle, God created this huge flock of birds that swooped down and picked up little teeny tiny pebbles off the ground and from a very high point in the air started dropping the pebbles on the people, the evil people with the horses, you know, on the horses, the people, everything. And the birds kept doing this repeatedly until there was the, the, the people and the horses were slaughtered a hundred percent. And it was just so devastating that in the end you couldn't even tell there was just blood everywhere and they couldn't even tell that they had been horses or people. And that's the story in the Quran. It's a really horrible, bloody story in the Quran, but like, so, but the miracle of it is that God created a diversion with the natural world that basically defended the people that were doing the right thing, that were trying to raise a vibration, trying to do a good job, trying to get in touch with their spiritual side. And they were really doing a service to the world because they were like hosting people when they would come from all over to see this wonderful place, right? So, I mean, this is like a long, long, I mean, it's like, well, 1400 years ago is when the book was written. And so it's like thousands of years ago. This is like the, the, um, Abraham days, <laughs> you know, way back Abraham and Isaac from the Bible days, right? 
So thousands of years ago, this is where this story comes from. But I thought that was a very bizarre story. So I was worried about, I mean, I was wondering, not worried, so I wonder about, you know, if God has sent the natural world to protect us, defend us, um, whatever, you know, from the evil forces or whatever. So I think about this quite a bit. And, um, so I don't know. I just think about the whole, like the Turkish, Kurdish, Syrian, ISIS situation. It's like such a region of crazy that I wonder if, um, some natural disasters or crazy things like birds with tiny pebbles in their mouths or something is going to come up. So I got, I want to ask you about that. So is something more than an earthquake going to happen there? I'm getting yes. Okay. I just heard the word flood. Is that true? There's going to be like a flood, like a flash flood. I'm getting a yes for that. So that'll be good. So it'll just stop everybody from doing whatever the hell they're doing. Yeah. Okay, so God's saying one natural disaster after another is going to happen so that the people, the Kurdish people are not wiped out and everything will be okay, basically. And it's possible ISIS will be wiped out. Oh, I'm hearing the word disease. Is this true? And the pendulum says yes. So they're going to be wiped out by a mysterious disease. Very nice. Good. Okay, good. So things will be restored to peace in that region. All right. Yeah. Hashtag peace for Syria. Okay. Um, question 15. This is the last one of the day. Um, now I'm going to tell you guys some stories. This is, they're all sad about animals, but you know, we're going to get to see everyone that dies again, you know, including the animals. So they're going to go to heaven and we'll, we'll go talk to them later. But there's a lot of weird animal related instances that have happened recently in China, a panda in captivity in the zoo died and there was a bunch of scrutiny and people were all up in arms, but an autopsy showed that the panda died of a heart attack. I don't know if that's normal or natural for pandas. Let me ask, God, is it normal, natural for a panda to die of a heart attack? The answer is no. Do they normally just die of old age? The answer is yes. Their bodies just start to give out. So this was a weird and unusual happening, but people was scrutinizing the zookeeper saying you did something wrong, but they didn't. Did the zookeepers do anything wrong to the panda? I'm getting a no. And I've seen footage of the way that people in China treat their pandas and, you know, the animal trainers and from different places. And there's a great deal of absolute love and joy. And some people dress in a panda suit and go and hug the baby pandas. Like, I don't think that they mistreat them at all. I think they're very loving towards the pandas, to be honest. So, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not all crazy about the Chinese government, but you know, the people of China are actually pretty cool people. And I've met a lot of people from mainland China as well as from Hong Kong over the years. And I find them to be very sweet and polite for the most part. And, but the older women 
I've been chased out of shops in Chinatown, let's just say, because I acted like I was going to touch some herbs, and I really wasn't, but they just chased me with the broom <laughs> down the block. Um, <laughs> but I love I love the Chinese people. I find that they have a great deal, like a lovely sense of humor, and I don't know. So I, I, I've always felt like they were treating the animals all right there, and that, at least the pandas are good. So another thing that happened is that the humpback whale in the Thames River just died like two days ago or or yesterday and there was a there was a humpback whale in the Thames River 33 master number 33 feet long this whale and what's bizarre about this is there was a beluga whale in in September 26th 2018 a year ago this whale was first reported September 26th this year to the damn day from the Guardian. The, September 26th last year, September 26th this year. So there, in last year, it was a beluga whale. You know, the cute little white ones with the happy smiley face. And they're smaller whales. And this one was a huge humpback whale, 33 feet. Another thing that happened in 2006, in January 2006, a bottlenosed dolphin got trapped in the Thames River. They kept calling it a bottlenosed whale. <laughs> and then in true crazy British fashion, the eccentricities there, they got up an orchestra called the Whale Song Orchestra, played for the whale, and then the whale ended up dying, which wasn't even a whale. It was a dolphin. It was a bottlenosed dolphin. Well, they now have a museum the anniversary of its death they took its bones and put on display one year later and now there's like a whole whale museum (laughs) based on a dolphin anyway but but since then two more whales have come and died in the Thames River I mean this is absolutely bizarre they're going to do a necropsy they call it or basically an autopsy on the whale and find out what the hell happened why did it die so that's what they're getting ready to do this weekend I suppose um, so that happened and then another bizarre incident ha- incident happened in Thailand where a baby elephant accidentally went off the side of a cliff and fell down a ravine plummeting to its death and five adult elephants from the herd did the same thing because they were trying to rescue the baby and they fell down the cliff and they all died and then when the rescuers the people discovered this by drone footage they're like holy crap you know like whales have I mean um, not whales (laughs) whales on the brain Uh, elephants have died and so they went to the scene and not too far from the scene of where the baby and the five adults had, so those six elephants had died and then they not too not too far from that five more elephants from that herd tried to get down in a different way to help the other elephants apparently and they also died 11 another master number 11 
elephants died. It's just so heartbreaking. Out of the entire herd, only two elephants remain out of that family of elephants. The only two did not fall down the cliff. So now there's a lot of pressure for them to put up a fence so that the elephants do not fall anymore. You know, they're just trying to help each other. They're very social animals and very intelligent. So, I mean, they're not like lemmings. When one runs off a cliff, they all run off the cliff. Um, there's a Native American tribe that in, in the U.S. that would, the men would gather around um, on the outside of a lemming herd and they would chase them off a cliff. And then the men below, at the bottom of the cliff, would catch them and then that would be dinner. I learned that in my Native American history studies class. <laughs> totally weird, right? Lemmings are really small, so they had to catch a whole herd, you know, to feed the whole tribe. Crazy stuff, right? So, okay, so these are the th- these are the things that have happened literally in the past three days. A whale died in the Thames River out right at the um, in the town of Kent 11 elephants in Thailand plummeted to their doom and a panda died of a heart attack in China so these are all really strange events that happened just in the past 48 to 72 hours I think even less I think maybe in the past 48 hours right So within a day of each other, all these bizarre things happened to animals. So I'd like to ask God about this. Do I have permission to ask about this? I'm getting a yes. Now the question, now it's saying, ask the question. So are, are all these bizarre animal deaths signs for humans? I'm getting a no. So this isn't a sign that humans are going to end. I'm getting a no. Good. Okay. So there's, are there any connection with these animals all leaving at once? I'm getting a no. And so the panda that died of a heart attack, was there any neglect on the part of the people? I'm getting a no. The whale that died in the Thames River, was that just an accident? I'm getting a no. Was the whale looking for another whale? I'm getting a no. Was the whale's radar, or I mean sonar abilities, um, somehow compromised I'm getting a no was the whale just curious I'm getting a no was he suicidal I'm getting a no was he just swept into the Thames River because of rain yeah I guess the, the river was swollen and then the tides changed and that was the only reason and did he die because of um, because a temperature change? Did he die because of germs in the river? No, no, to both of those. Did he just die of natural causes? I'm getting a yes. So the panda died of natural causes. The whale died of natural causes. And were these elephants in a murder-suicide pact? <laughs> no, I'm getting a no, obviously not. So was it just simply an accident? That was just an accident, and then they all just tried to help each other, and 
Each one thought they could do it, and they couldn't. And the two elephants that remain, are they going to try to jump off the cliff? No. The two elephants remain, are they going to be okay? The answer is yes. Are they going to die because they lost all their families? Die of heartache? No. Are they going to be okay? Yes. Will the people build a fence now at that cliff? Again, yes, of course. People in Thailand tend to really love their elephants. There's thousands of elephants in captivity there because they want to keep them safe from poachers. So I and they really love and revere their elephants. So I feel like it's going to be okay. No more elephants will plummet to their death there. No. So I got a no to that one. So, well, that's good to know. It was like a weird thing. It just something came up in my mind. Like, where are all these weird animal deaths? Like, what? So, um, can we expect more weird animal deaths in the coming weeks, God? And the answer is no. All right, cool. So, that's it, guys. You know, it was just like some weird flukes that happened all at once. Oh, I need to ask about the astrology. Do I have permission to ask this? The answer is yes. Because we have a full moon coming up on the 14th. In Aries, no less. Okay, so God, do I have permission to ask a question about this? Okay. Um, in the past seven days, has the, has the energy shifted on the planet as a result of strange astrology the answer is yes I haven't figured out what that was because it just seems like all of a sudden all these crazy protests out of nowhere like Ecuador was a peaceful place two weeks ago and then within one week everything changed to complete and utter chaos so I'm still going to try to figure out the um Astrology. I'm going to do some research on it tomorrow, and if I have enough material, I will do a whole show on it. Otherwise, I might just talk about it in the beginning. But I know that Pluto went direct. I know that Saturn went direct. I know that both of these planets will collide, not collide, collide, but they will meet up and be in the same position in the sky in January. So both of the plants have been um, retrograde for a long time and they just went direct recently, like I think last month. But Uranus is the planet of massive change and revolution. And this is a massive year for change and revolution. I don't know exactly what the astrology is though. So I need to, I need to look into the numerology, the astrology. Um, I just kind of want to figure it out. I feel like there's a bunch of energy of this was meant to happen. Changes in the air, as they say, this is the time for transformation. This is month, the month, October, um, 10 plus 2019, it adds up to 2029, which adds up to 4, basically, or 13, which is a symbol of death, which means transformation, and then 1 plus 3 equals 4, 
emperor, so I might have to do with emperors or presidents, kings, and the like. And people wanting to be sovereign, because the emperor card is about being sovereign, and he's looking out over his land in the tarot. So I'm, I, you know, so I'm trying to look at to to astrology and tarot and numerology and put it all together in a holistic way. I wrote a poem a long time ago, and I think I've lost my poetry book. It might be in Detroit. I wrote about revolution. I just I felt it about 12 years back, and I remember I wrote, "Revolution is in the air." I feel the energy of it everywhere. Something like that. And then something about being able to smell it. It was like a, there was like a scent in the air and I just knew it just, it was like I was smelling the energy like about a dozen years ago. I mean, not too long after that, the war in Iraq broke out. <laughs> My husband and I took our little firstborn baby to many, many protests and put her in a little tie-dye onesie and she carried her little jerry bear little beanie baby and we were true hippie in true hippie fashion <laughs> and I don't know I'm kind of a closet hippie I don't dress like a hippie anymore but even then I, I did a little bit I wore the broom skirts and t-shirts I mean <laughs> I refuse to wear the Birkenstocks, but, you know, which is, you know, a mandatory part of the hippie uniform, <laughs> our Birkenstocks, right? But, you know, we went to a lot of protests and laid down in the street and stopped oil tankers, the whole thing. I mean, you know, I mean, I have blocked roads, too, for a few hours, but it was just a few hours. It wasn't 24 hours a day and in, in blocking people's food trucks and and ambulances. I mean, that's really unfair. <sighs> you know, like I protested where it made a difference for a little bit, but, you know, I don't know. Never to the point that it would be a detriment to any of the people around the protest area or anything. I've never been in a riot in which... I was in a protest that became a riot. I've never thrown rocks at police or tried to hurt the police, you know. I've always tried to have respect for everybody, and I've never been in a situation where that happened. Even though I was in L.A. during the riots, I wasn't in the actual riots themselves, you know. But it's it's kind of... Um, it's hard to believe this just happened. I mean, it's like... Seriously, like eight days ago, everything was fine. Six days ago, all hell broke loose. And what's weird is like, it was like seven or eight days ago is when my friend and I met each other online and I never give my phone number out like for WhatsApp to like ever, ever, ever to strangers. And I saw his picture. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm giving him my number right now. I reckon my soul recognized him. He's spiritual and sweet, and we've been talking about this all week, and he's stuck in another city. He's like, I want to take you out. Let's go out to eat, but I have to go out of town like tomorrow, but when I come back. <laughs> and he's been out of town now for a week. 
because of the stupid riots. He got his business taken care of in one day. Now he's just like, I have to get back. I've got to go. He, he does business. He's like, I'm going to like Costa Rica in like two weeks. And I haven't done my business proposal. And my and I'm like, oh my God, your laptop's here. And he's like, yeah. I'm like, oh my God. I mean, this is just disrupting everybody's lives on every possible level. <laughs> I don't know, but change is coming. Change is here. Revolution. You know, we're all ascending. Transformation's taking place. And maybe it's these mini revolutions all over the world that are going to wake up more people. The sleeping folks are going to wake up and we could all ascend together finally. They can ascend. They could realize what the hell's going on on their third dimensional level and now they could go to the fifth with us. Maybe that's what's happening. I hope that's what it is. Anyway, don't forget to send your Santa Claus stories, your Christmas miracles, your Diwali and Hanukkah miracles, or anything that happened around December even if you don't have any spirit or religious beliefs and you're just spiritual, maybe some miracles happen. Maybe you decided on a lark to write Santa Claus a letter and your wish came true. Maybe you had December wishes that came true. You know, um, anything strange or unusual, supernatural around Santa Claus, I want to hear it. I'm going to make a special show about it. But in the meantime, we have only a couple weeks left. I want to do a special metaphysical ghost speak. I want to hear your ghost stories. I found an amazing story online about a celebrity who had a particular ghost story. So maybe I'll do an episode on that too. We're going to see. I'm going to figure it out, but I'm going to do some some Halloween related stuff this month, but I definitely want to do metaphysical ghost speak. Please send in your ghost stories to metaphysical soul speak at gmail.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the donations that have been pouring in. It's really helping me to stay on the air. I'm still here looking for a job. I'm hoping that the daily coast will get back to me because I really would love to write about the impeachment of Trump and immemorialize my name. <laughs> Criticizing this presidency you know, <laughs> and being rejoicing about him not being president anymore. God bless him. He could just live out the rest of his life in, you know, Mar-a-Lago nursing home. I don't know. <laughs> Yay, let's do that. Okay. Anyway, thank you for the donations. Thank you for forwarding this to your Facebook groups and telling all your like-minded spiritual friends about me and this show so we could get the word out and get more ghost stories <laughs> and get more people. And um, anyway, I love you guys. I love all of you. Thank you for being on the Ascension journey with me. Signing off now with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy Fifth Dimension. Until next time, guys. Peace. Do you ever wish you could look into the next chapter in your book of life 
and see what's coming next? What does the universe have in store for you? I can help you with that. I will give you a Celtic cross reading, which is 10 cards, or you can ask me three questions and I use three cards per question. So that's nine cards or I can channel your higher guidance or maybe God directly for you. Maybe you want to talk to your dear departed Aunt Edna because maybe you have a few questions and she was the smartest person you knew. If your deceased relatives are available or your ascended masters, I can channel them for you personally. Let me have one hour to show you the future in your next chapter of your book of life. Readings are $75 and it takes me an hour to an hour and a half to complete. And for this price, you will also be hooked up to the healing grid around the planet for free, which means yours truly, me, I will be giving you Reiki 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the rest of your life. All you have to do is let me know. Metaphysicalsoulspeak at gmail.com and we will explore your future together.